What's up, everybody? It's your draft queens. Michelle, what's up? The other half of my DQ, the D to my Q, and uh, the very first thing that you're about to say. Think about it. It's season three. What are you going to say to the people to kick off this brand new season of Draft Queens? We're here. We're here. We missed you. We're so excited to be doing season three before I have like so much energy before Kate and I even pressed play. I was like, we got to go. We got to Let's go. We're so excited. We have so many fun things to talk about today. We have an entire season's worth of amazing ideas, topics to talk about. Like we just feel amped up. This is Kate and I's first time we've really done this not in football season mm-hmm. because, of course, you know, we're we're football experts. Haha, <laughs> not really, but we try. <laughs> and, like, yeah, we just, we've just been talking about, like, you know, how sports is so extra important and exciting now when, like, people can't really be out and doing all the stuff that they want to be doing. And luckily things are getting a little bit back to normal. But we just – we had this just, like, moment of clarity where we're, like – we got so many other sports to cover. Like we gotta, we gotta get in here. So here we are, season three. We have so many exciting things to cover. Um, I'm just, I'm just excited that we're doing this. I'm, I'm happy to be back on the mic. I am too. I, I felt like a little bit of. I think we both felt this a little bit, right? Because in the last, uh, our last episode of the our previous season was one exact month ago. And, you know, we've been cooking on lots of other ideas for Draft Queens in the meantime. And I've kind of like, you know, a break is always good. It's good to like recenter and get back and, you know, not feel too burned out about anything. But I will say like the one thing that I am never burned out with is Draft Queens. Like I'm ready to go. It's it's Women's History Month. Football's concluded. We've got like every sport on the face of the earth between now and June. <laughs> and when we like get into like football season again, we have every sport happening. So, you know, the plan for this season for all you loyal listeners, um, usually we launch every Friday. We're launching every other Friday in the off season. You know, we're football people, like Michelle said. So uh, we're going to come back to our weekly starting in August or somewhere around there. But until then, you know, we don't want to leave you high and dry. So every other week, I, I feel like that's okay, Michelle. Like, we're just, we're going to cover everything as it goes. And then when we get back to football, we'll get back to football. Yeah, we're, we're like, there is going to be plenty to talk about. You know, as Kate said, we've got some amazing, There, the summer is just, the, the, the spring and the summer is just full of so many amazing different things that are going to be going on from the NBA to the NHL to MLB to the Olympics to horse racing to NASCAR. Oh my God. There's so much stuff that's like tennis championships. There's so many things that are happening that we just felt like we got to keep the mic hot. We got to keep going. Yes. And we'll always give you the lowdown on what's happening in football world and how that might affect next season and fantasy and all that stuff. But there were just too many things and too many sports. And Kate and I just love talking about it that – we had to we had to keep it rolling. So Ugh. here we are, season three, Women's History Month, Women I, of Sports, all of the things. I feel like we're really we're hitting that stride. And with that in mind, okay, so we have been through two seasons of the show. The previous two seasons, obviously, only during football season, right? This is the first time we're coming back on the air for March, and we're rolling through the rest of the year. So um, it's weird because now we have to find things to talk about. And first and <laughs> foremost. In the last four weeks, Michelle, what has everyone missed? Like, ha- either either sports-wise or personally, like, share your updates. Where are you at? I mean, I just feel like 
you know, personally, I'm still semi in a bubble, so my life really has not changed very much. The only thing that's changed is my, you know, missing having these sports conversations. But it has been fun, like, leading back up to getting into the show of, of like, watching the All-Star game and starting to follow some of the other sports. Like, I, I definitely felt like a little bit of a burn after football season. But then, like you said, I was just, like, dying to you know, get back into it again. And, and with all these different, you know, all these different major sports kind of in, in, in play right now, it, it just felt right. So, but, but I will say the one major thing that maybe we missed, but I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it. Cause we talk about it on every friggin' episode. Um, Aaron Rodgers, what's the update? Uh, like the update is he's getting married. He thanked Jodie Foster at the M- the at when he received the MVP. Then Jodie Foster won a Golden Globe and thanked him. Funny story. They don't even know each other. I, I just feel like we can't start a new season without talking about Aaron Rodgers' love life because it seems like that's the only thing that, that reoccurs in every episode lately. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is just okay. All right. That's it. I just had to ma- I just had to mention him. We can move yeah. forward. Yeah. C- congratulations. But I had to say it. that's how we ended season two. Can I just okay? I'm just gonna throw this. Actually, leads into my update because okay. uh, I love that update. I love Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley together. Still an anomaly to me. Reason being, Kate's been Kate's been practicing saying Shailene Woodley in the last month while we've been off the air. I've like internalized it now. I feel like it's no longer a tick. Now it's like a thing that I know how to say. So. Okay. So fucking Aaron Rodgers, whatever, whatever. Football wise, whatever. Okay. Next. Uh, he, so one of the questions that came across my desk, if you will, um, but one of the things that I, I can't believe I just said that. Do you have a desk? Yuck. The thing that crossed my mind, and I was chatting with a few people on Twitter and, like, talking about a little bit. But, okay. One of my biggest questions for the people is, who is the... I've been thinking about this for four weeks. Who is the biggest sports couple ever? Like, oof. And the reason this leads into Aaron Rodgers, this is not the biggest sports couple ever, but Aaron Rodgers and Danica Patrick was kind of like a uh, power couple. But I've been thinking about, like, who is the biggest couple in sports? Like, one athlete and another athlete who are together right now. Who is that? They have to be together right now? Um, Do they have to be together right now? I'm just, like, thinking... I'm thinking of like some some epic ones like you I mean there once was a time where Tiger Woods and Lindsey Vaughn were a couple remember that I feel like they have to they have to have withstood like they should still be together or have been married for at some point you know what I mean all right well I'm gonna throw one like totally old school and left field at you okay um and say Andre Agassi and Steffi Groff Okay, so that's one of the yeah yeah that's one of the ones that came. There were three that came up, but I would really like to know if any listeners or if you come across anything between now and next time we get on the air in two weeks, if you can think of anything better. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers and Danica Patrick came up. I kind of poo pooed that, but still kind of a cool (laughs) couple. Uh, Andre and Steffi, yes, that's one that came up. The one I was thinking of was Mia Hamm and Nomar Garcia Para. I didn't Neymar. know that. Sorry, that's, no more. I didn't know oh that. Are, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. That's a very, that's, are they like still together? Yes. 
Oh my God, really? I did not even know that. Very interesting. Okay, yeah. that's a power couple right there. That is, but b- do people couple? know who Nomar is? Of course people know who Nomar is. I mean, I know who Nomar is because I'm a I'm a Yankee fan and he's a dang Red Sox, but like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah me too. People know Nomar. Well, that's why I'm I wondering. I had no clue they were a couple. Interesting. Exactly. Um, so that is indicative that they're not that big of a power couple. I didn't know that Andre and Steffi were together, which leads oh, yeah. me to who I think the power couple is. And that's yep. Mega Rapino and Sue Bird. Like, that's Dude. epic. Yeah, they're, they are epic in every sense of the word. Like, they're, they're like, they're outspoken. They are incredibly talented. They are, like, there's just, there's so many things about them. And they, they really are just, like, in the forefront of women's sports right now in every sense mm-hmm. of the word. Like, sticking up for women's rights. Like, living their living their lives the way that they want to live them and also kicking ass in their sports regularly it's super cool okay so i would just say that's been they are badass they are the badasses um and i couldn't think of anyone more famous like legitimate couples who are athlete with athlete nobody else so now now everyone knows what kate has been thinking about in the last oh yeah sports couple gossip who is the best yeah, it's been fun. I've been like searching for tea. I will tell you, if you think about it for long enough, it's a harder question than you realize. There are very few athlete couples. But anyway, all of that to say, that's what I've been thinking about. That's been my update. Um, and I mean, as of late, I, for this show, and most timely, I've been thinking about the NBA and like how the All-Star Game just happened. March Madness is starting. Like it's basketball season, baby. And I think... We got to get into that as well. So uh, t- on on today's show, I think we're going to talk about basketball, I guess. We're going to definitely, yeah, we're definitely going to get into basketball. Um, for, for those that listen, you know about the huddle. For those that don't, we are continuing the huddle, even though it's not football season. It's fine. It's still a sports reference. Deal with it. It's fine. Uh, and we're going <laughs> to deal with we're, it. Keep, it's still really funny keep... and cute. Deal with it. <laughs> so we're going to keep you guys updated on all of the happenings across all the sports in the huddle. And then each week we'll kind of dive into uh, something a little bit more relevant uh, in sports world. So this week that happens to be uh, the NBA. Uh, they're halfway through their season. We're going to talk about the standings. We're going to talk about how the season is being played a little bit differently this year, um, you know, due to COVID and things of that nature. And then, of course, maybe we'll give you a couple of uh, uh, all-star game highlights because that was quite eventful to watch uh, what what is now last last weekend. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But, yeah, halfway through the NBA season, we got to get into it and preview what we think is going to happen the rest of the season. Okay, so uh, I have to tell you that I have a lot of tea to spill. So I would really love if we could go into the huddle because I'd love to just pour that tea all over, all over the place, all over, <laughs> all over my desk. Well- are we spilling the tea or splashing yeah. the tea? Yeah, there's a lot of tea. There's a lot of tea. So um, I think we should get into the huddle. There's a lot to talk about. We've been off for a couple weeks, but uh, you want to hit it? Let's do it. All right. The first official huddle of season three is upon us. Woo! Kate is Woo! excited. I am excited. 
Everyone, just bear with us because we have been off the air for a month, so there are definitely headlines we've missed, but we we imagine that you have followed along, you know, while we were off the air. So there's definitely some things we've missed, but we're coming to you with the latest and greatest of this week. And uh, yeah, in uh, in 60 seconds, we're going to try our damnedest to give you the biggest sports headlines of the week. Yes, we are. It's the same rules. Everybody knows the rules. As many headlines as we can possibly fit in with as and many Kate... of the correct pr- pronunciations as we can do in 60 <laughs> seconds. Kate is the master timekeeper. So Kate, if your clock is ready, I'm going to count you down oh. and you're going to read our first headline. Okay. I am ready with the clock. All right. Three, two, one. Kate, go me. Okay. Emmanuel Acho, former linebacker for the Browns, Eagles, and Giants practice squad, will replace Chris Harrison on The Bachelor after the final rose. (laughs) Bryson DeChambeau picks up eighth PGA Tour win in the 2021 Arnold Palmer Invitational. Quavo and Jack Harlow faced off against Lil Baby and 2 Chains in the Bleacher Report Open Run Basketball Tournament to celebrate the NBA's All-Star Weekend. That's that's fire. And NFL stars like Dak Prescott, Chris Godwin, and Allen Robinson are getting their franchise tag deadline in March, while others like Kenny Galladay, Aaron Jones, and some others might not be. Team LeBron... <laughs> Team LeBron beats, sorry, Team Durant during this year's NBA All-Star Game with a final score of 170 to 150. Get it, girl. Duke has already been knocked out of the NCAA double mint, uh, double mint, LOL, double NCAA tournament due to a COVID-19 test. Oh, my God. We're already over. We're laughing. <laughs> what are you doing? You totally screwed us up. You have the sillies. I'm sorry. I, I legitimately just had a giggle fit because... Oh my god, what is even happening? We were like rolling. (laughs) Because I wrote a headline and I didn't finish it. Well, yes, to be be fair, Kate, this is what Kate does to me. She she gives me A, names that she knows that I can't freaking pronounce so that she laughs at it. B, she wrote me an incomplete headline and I just had to make it up. That's why, sorry, I I just couldn't read the next one. <laughs> this is like so rusty. I didn't even finish oh, the sentence. Man. I wrote first time, like, Kenny first time Galladay, back on the Aaron mic. Jones, and and there's nobody else at the end of the sentence. There's no one else. You you left me hanging there, but I improved and made oh. it. But Holy thanks. Wait, we gotta get through. We gotta get through these other yes. ones though, because they are important, and then we can go back and talk about some other things. Okay. Also, I started talking about NCAA double mint gum. Like I don't know where twenty. Gu- I don't. know. I got very confused. But like Duke is already out of the tournament because they tested positive for COVID. Like oh. that's crazy. Wait, that that's is crazy. crazy. That's also and like the tournament starts. The tournament starts on the 18th, and they're already they're already out because of that, which is kind of insane. Okay, it, it, is that allowed? Like, are they allowed well, to say that they're out? Well, I think that the way that they're running it this year, I think for safety purposes, you you have to. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. I think you. I think you have to. If you have someone within the program that's testing positive, I don't think that you can you, – how do you allow them in? I mean uh, – That's huge. Well, I guess we'll see how that – I mean, we'll see the implications when the tournament starts up next week. 
Exactly, exactly. And there's well, there's a couple other ones in here that we that we didn't get to that are also very relevant at the moment. Do you this 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 situation in Miami uh, with Myers Lennon getting fined after uh, using anti-Semitic slurs? That one's all over the internet right now. You probably mm-hmm. should watch what you say, people. Um, and ending on a high note, and yes. then we can touch on some of these other ones. Ending on a high note, um, after a year-long layoff, Roger Federer returns and won at the Qatar Open, which is in, uh, I think Qatar. it's in Dubai or the Emirates, in, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, so welcome back, Raj. Way to do. Way to yeah. go, buddy. I was reading like a really sweet article about him, and I think it was Rafa or someone, someone that he, Federer's like, I don't know close to in the tennis world and it was really nice it was really nice so he's a good dude he's a good egg welcome back rf um well i know we already kind of alluded to this but there is so much going on in the headlines so this doesn't even like capture all of it um i mean the two that i want was hoping we could talk about are a franchise tags like, if we're going to yeah, bring this let, back we, to football a little bit, I thought that would yeah. be cool to talk about. Um, I think we should. Because now's the time. So, essentially, in a nutshell, franchise tags. What are they? Why do we do them? What the fuck are franchise tags? What are all these headlines we're seeing? Essentially, uh, a franchise tag, for those of you who are not familiar, is basically when you get rostered to a team, they put a franchise tag on you for a year and that a limit or it basically keeps you from being a free agent, right? So you can't necessarily be traded to other teams. You're tenured to this team. They give you their franchise tag. It's at a certain salary cap. Right. So and- you're so you're an un- you're an unrestricted free agent. Like you're not yeah, like yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So there's a couple folks if I wrote this full headline you would know who. I never I never knew that before. I didn't know that that, that existed. That's that's very interesting. I don't remember seeing um, you know, usually in the off season, you're looking at like who gets cut. Sorry, right. John Brown, you got cut from the bills. Like you see stuff like that or, you know, trades and, 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 you know, new contracts and stuff. But I, I wasn't really familiar with that until this year, which is a very interesting concept. So here's the larger, here's a larger thought around the NFL this year. And I don't know if it's a COVID thing or I don't know if it's a paradigm shift, but I think you're exactly right. Franchise tagging is part of like this larger equation right now that's a I mean it's it's very similar to the NBA you know like remember when the NBA and folks started to like build power teams in the 90s and thousands and the Bulls and then LeBron did it it, with the heat I feel like that's something that's starting to happen in football like two three like okay think Deshaun Watson JJ Watt yeah I yeah. could see them both in, you know, as Cardinals, like full stop. So it's super interesting, right? So it's if I'm if I'm understanding this correctly, it looked like this it looks like this started in 1993, so it has actually been around for quite some time. Right. Just cuz we weren't aware of it doesn't mean it's new. Mm-hmm. And it really it only it only pertains to one player. You know what's kind of yeah. funny is like sometimes you hear it in in passing and in a conversation being like, yeah, he's a franchise player. In my head, I didn't realize that had like a very technical meaning to it. It I thought that it was more like a way of saying, we're investing in this guy. We don't want to lose him. I didn't really know that there was like a contractual situation where they really are keeping this guy to make sure that it makes their team 
better. That's exactly in the long what term. it is. Yep, exactly. Interesting. So it's super cool. Yeah, franchise tags are really, really interesting. So um, anyway, I so, I don't know the so, technicality well, of it, but I think well, it's cool. Congratulate, congratulations, Chris Godwin, Alan Robinson, Dak Dak Prescott. Te- Dak Prescott just got an amazing new you know contract good on him man like last year sucked like that that you know to so to 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 know that your team like believes in you like that after going down with such a you know crappy injury like that's amazing uh Chris Godwin props to him after the Super Bowl win but that's like a that's a pretty big um that's a pretty big honor to get on on these teams isn't it big time big time I think it's super cool I would also encourage if you're interested in franchise tags and learning more about them in some of these situations, you might get a franchise tag placed on you, and the the thought would be congratulations, obviously, from a money standpoint. Yeah, totally. Congratulations. You've secured the bag. But also, um, in some cases, it's really bad, you know? Like, some people get franchised to a certain team who really stink, mm, and then they yeah. lose their cap, spent it all on one person, and then they can't spend their money on anyone else. So, anyway, it's a larger conversation, but... I, think I mean, it's really there's cool. there's a whole other very interesting conversation. We posted this on our socials a couple of days ago because it's just it's so interesting to me. Like the teams that are are that have a lot more cap space and the teams that don't have cap space. Right. So, for example, like you see people like John Brown getting cut. John Brown's not bad, but like the right. Bills are trying to open up more space for their salary. Emmanuel Sanders getting cut. Like Emmanuel Sanders had a great season. We all know how much we talked about Emmanuel Sanders, right? But the Saints, when you look at it, like on all the teams, they are like way, way over their cap. So they gotta let go of people so that they can make room. It's a very like this is the cool. I'll I could nerd on out uh, uh, nerd out <laughs> on this for days. Like, but this is like the really. This is the business side of it, right? right. Like it, this, a, there's yeah. this is a business. Like there are there are there are you know CEOs and CFOs and CMOs that run football franchises the same way someone runs Nike or Adidas or Reebok. Like you you run it like a business. So it's this stuff that happens in the off season isn't just like oh this guy had a bad season or this guy had a great season. It's like no, we're we're in debt and we need to figure out how to like get back, you know, money on our bottom line. So it's it's a really interesting thing if you're a total nerd like me to be looking at these things, I suppose. No, I mean it reminds me a lot too of like what we did during the football season. It's a lot like DraftKings where you build your lineup and you have a cap and it's your salary cap and you can franchise a certain person if you will. Like you can treat them similarly. It's similar situations. So- so I, if I'm reading this correctly, and I'm, I think I am, the teams in 2021 that have the most cap space and they they need they need to capitalize it. Speaking of like teams that aren't that great that need to spend a little money, it makes sense, right? The Jags, the Jets, the Patriots, the Colts, the Bengals are the top five teams that have the most cap space. Which means, you know, when you're talking about things like. Uh, well, J.J. Watt is now already, you know, snagged up by by the Cardinals. But when those conversations are happening, the J.J. Watt, the Deshaun Watson conversation, like, you know, those guys are going to be looking at teams that are in that top five cap space because they're going to say, give me the money, and they have it to spend. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 100%. This is interesting. Maybe in my next life I should be a NFL CEO. This is so intriguing. Uh, what do you mean your next life? Just do it in this life. You got time. All right. I'm at, I'm at my post-draft queen's life. You got time. You got time. Um, okay, good. Well, obviously we can't get away from talking about football. So there you are. Franchise tags. That's what they are and why. 
Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about before we get into this week's topic, um, but I got to talk golf, Michelle. I got to talk golf for one second because Kate loves golf. Give, give it, give it to us, Kate. I, I saw you. I see you watching golf on your, on your time off. I know I'm watching golf. I'm watching. I watched, I, I'll tell you this before we get into the topic, because this will be comparatively very, very important. I watched more golf than I did NBA, like the All-Star game. I watched more golf. I would I would really like to go golfing with you and film it for the fans because I just feel like it would be hilarious. I'm an amazing golfer. I'm just going to tell you. I'm just going to tell uh, you straight do up. You have, do, really? You got a set of clubs? How's your nine iron? Uh, I don't know the difference between the irons, but I can <laughs> hit. I have a natural tendency of accuracy, and I always you got hit that, the you ball. Got that, you got that softball hand-eye coordination, huh? Right. See, my hand-eye is A+. plus. Now I just need to reel it in so I don't shank it left every time. And I'm a lefty, so I All just right. cut it to the left, and I miss the ball. Anyway. You're I hit... a lefty? Yes. You don't write with your left hand. Yeah, but I bat with my left side. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That should have been a that should have been a headline in the huddle. I didn't know that. Oh, well, probably <laughs> in like 1995, 1994 <laughs> when I started T-ball it would have been a headline, but Oh my god. All right, anyway, what's your what's what's your uh, tea on uh, on some golf action? Okay. So, aside from and prayer hands up for Tiger Woods, who we didn't mention, yes. but is okay from his car accident in uh, yes, in yes, California. Yes. Um, other notable golf thing in lighter news is the Arnold Palmer Invitational. For those of you who don't know who Arnold Palmer is, you've never had a good beverage in your life. So go, I was going to say, th- go have an Arnold Palmer for sure. If, go if order nothing one else. <laughs> wherever you are at your local TGI Fridays or the like. Go order your <laughs> Arnold Palmer. And then, Dude, they make them at regular bars too. Don't don't go TGI Friday on everybody. It's like a twisted tea, but without the alcohol. So, but if you throw some alcohol in, that's called a John Daly. So go for that. Anyway, all related to the golf expert, golf. the golf drinking yes. expert, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Thank you. <laughs> oh God, no, no. Uh, okay, so Arnold Palmer Invitational apparently happens every year. I don't know anything about it, but people were there this year. There was a crowd. It was exciting. And there were two really cool things that happened in the Arnold Palmer Invitational this year. The first one, I'll start with Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth's been kind of in the doghouse a little bit. I'm not going to get into it, but some slurry things and said not appropriate things. Yeah, anyway. Um, But he is a really, really good golfer. He talks to himself a lot, so he's kind of like this weirdo who's, you know, (laughs) talking to himself. Doesn't really, it's weird to watch on camera. He shot a hole in one, which I have never seen. Dang. I've never seen that on a golf ever. I've gotten some I've gotten some hole in ones at the mini golf. Yeah, but on a, a real golf course, <laughs> have you ever seen anyone like shoot a hole in one ever? No, of course I haven't because I don't watch golf. I leave the it's golf watching cool. up to you. Okay, that was exciting because everyone was cheering and usually you don't do that in <laughs> golf a whole lot. So that was fun. Hence, and then hence this, golf claps. Yeah, golf Yeah, it was cheering though. That was cool. Second one, there's this guy, he looks like an asshole. He's like this big, beefy, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna describe him, and if you watch golf, you know who this is. Big, beefy guy with a little, like, like a little newsy cap, you know, like what the newsies wear. 
Oh, yep, yep. It's yep. like, may I deliver your newspaper, sir? And it's like, you yep. wear that hat. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. His oh name my is... gosh, you're right. He looks like he could be a linebacker. Well, his name is Bryson DeChambeau. Apparently, he is love or hate big time because he is like, he is thick with two C's, super muscular, and he's like the only guy on tour ever who looks like that. He also apparently plays super slow. Like, he's a very I think tact- he's cute. You think he's cute? I think he's cute. He's not ugly. He just kind of looks like an ass clown with that stupid hat on. <laughs> like, take the hat off. <laughs> um, but his name is Bryson, and he is revo- he's either, like, corrupting the game or revolutionizing the game, depending on where you sit on that fence, right? Wherever you are in that seesaw... He takes forever. He doesn't have different types of clubs. They're like all the same length. And I didn't know that was a thing. He uses like really special golf balls, you know, like they're aerodynamic and special core (laughs) and like whatever else you do to golf balls. This guy seems like a total, either revolutionary or ass clown. Like truly, it's one or the other. And TBD, we're not sure yet. The cool part though, we don't know. I don't know enough information, but I'll report back on this. However, okay. for that golf tournament, he teed off on a par five. It was a dog leg left, so it wrapped around a pond. Oh, Usually, you go on the course around the pond, right? You just hit it one way to the side of the pond, and then you hit it the other way to get to the green. What did Bryson DeChambeau do? He went, he went over he the went... pond, over the pond, almost hit the ball 370 yards almost on the green in one fucking drive one drive that gets me amped up okay now i'm yelling now i'm screaming you could you could call him an asshat but that's pretty that's pretty incredible that's the kind of golf i would like to watch it doesn't matter if he's an asshat because he's fucking good at golf he's good at golf it doesn't matter if he's the biggest ass clown ever (laughs) I've never like seen it. anyone do that. Good on you, Bryce. I, I would watch golf if more guys played and wore Newsies hats like you, Bryson. <laughs> Ew, yuck. <laughs> but he is really, <laughs> really good. So anyway, all of that to say, he won the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Cheers up for him. Throw some vodka in your Arnold Palmer. Cheers. Sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. Golf is fun well, when it isn't boring. I'll say that. God. I think this was a pretty good first huddle back into season three. Yes. And now I think we should dive a little further into the NBA because uh, there's some fun stuff to talk about over there, especially after All-Star Weekend. Please educate me. That's enough golf talk. It's time to get into the real topic for today. And that is NBA, a season check-in, and to think about and recall what was the NBA All-Star Game. Um, I'm just going to come clean on this and say you texted me. (laughs) You told me specifically (laughs) to watch the All-Star Game, and I watched very little of it. It It was your homework. It was my homework. Um, I actually watched more of the Bleacher Report um, 
what was it called? The open run basketball tournament, the one with two chains, Jack Harlow. It was Yeah, it, that sounded pretty baby. dope. Like, I'm, I'm sad I missed that. Okay, that was pretty, I mean, it was a horrible basketball showing, but it was pretty funny to watch like Quavo beat little baby in two chains. So that was cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my admission. I didn't do a great job. And I really would love to hear more about the NBA, like the all-star game, because it is so epic every year. So yeah, I got to know more. So here's the thing. I also admittedly was not watching a ton of basketball pre pre um, all-star game. That said, I figured twofold. One, we're starting our season back up. So I got to get my shit together and start watching some sports. Two, um, I did a very very michelle thing and i went right to DraftKings and FanDuel, and of i was like of course hey. you did but here's the thing hear me out this is this is how i got into the all-star game it was one for research so i could like see who's in it watch the game it's also super entertaining you know they have the skills competition three-point contest mm-hmm. the dunk contest like whatever it was cool they did it like all in one night they did the dunk contest at halftime like they changed it up this year it was really cool it was fun to watch Um, but I figured to have like a little skin in the game, I was like, I need to, you know, uh, I need to see if I can make like a, a, a team. Also, this was my first time making some sort of fantasy team that was not NFL related. So this was kind of fun. So what, so what did you think of it? I've never done that either. So it was pretty cool actually, because as I'm getting up to speed on, you know, all of the, all the latest on the teams and the players, this was a good opportunity for me to like, see who's in the all-star game, who plays where, uh, catch myself up on that kind of stuff. And basically you did the same thing you do for fantasy. Like you were able to pick like one, two, three, four, five, like six or six or so guys. And, uh, the way they did it, which was kind of cool because it's obviously not like you're not choosing from all 30 NBA teams. You're just choosing from the guys in in the All-Star game. Was you like, you you had like a captain. So you had like a captain who scored, you know, mm. 1.5 points for everything that he scored. And then you had like a roster. So this was a good way for me to kind of like get into it. I don't know what this says about me. I guess I can only watch competitive sports if I'm gambling during it. So that <laughs> might be a problem, but it's fine. Anyway. Call 1-800-GAMBLING if you two are having a problem. 1-800-GAMBLER, exactly. So it's all to say that this was very, it was a very fun All-Star game to watch. Uh, Shouts to Steph Curry for crushing the three-point contest. I personally thought Mike Conley was going to win, but he didn't. It's fine. Um, The game itself, you you read it earlier, 170 to 150. Clearly these guys are out there just crushing it and scoring points. But I will say, I won $10 on my team that I drafted. So I feel very good about this okay i have a feeling that you probably did not draft lebron though did you not draft i did him? not because yeah. no i did not because you know that i don't like lebron so of don't. course i was not going to draft him so i had the greek freak as my captain who crushed it he Giannis. had 35 points yeah crushed it then i had steph curry because like how do you not have steph curry i had Kyrie for a little brooklyn love love it i had i I doubled up on my Celtics. I had Jason Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And then I went with Zion. And Zion sort of let me down. He didn't he didn't do that great, but it's okay. He's new. You know, we'll we'll get there. But yeah. that team right there won me ten bucks. Thank you, gentlemen. It was yeah. very fun watching you and you all crushed it. That's a really good I respect that team. I like the lineup. I like the choices. I thought you were gonna Thank say you. Kevin Durant. Um 
no he hate. didn't play no hate on play. kevin Dur- yeah exactly i was like no hate on kevin durant but i just felt like from the beginning team durant was definitely like if we're talking about the actual game team durant was much at a deficit if your captain is sitting out to team lebron like that I is know, an issue i know i mean you we could have a whole episode about this i'm just so over lebron that like i you know i tried to not draft that many guys on his team but i ended up with a few what are you gonna do okay so if we're talking about right. highlights here so greek freak what i mean you the, the greek freak was the highlight i mean he exactly. just he just destroyed the it it highlight. was amazing yeah, he he was a highlight. Uh, look, I mean, look, the whole game is fun. They scored a ton of points. Um, you know, I, I personally feel like the NBA All Star Game is 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 super entertaining to watch these guys just play at the top of their game. That said, I wish that they had a payoff. Meaning, like, like I wish that they played for home court advantage, or I wish they played like because I, I don't know. That just adds like a little. You know, it makes it a little bit more competitive and a little less like. Uh, how high can you jump? I can jump higher kind of thing. But right. it was still entertaining. Don't get me wrong. These guys are incredible. And it was just crazy to see them all in one room. It, it almost, it reminds me a little bit. It's definitely not this, but it reminds me a little bit of like the NFL combine, you know, like literally how high can you jump? Can I jump higher? It's like, right. Who shoots the most three points, three pointers and who like does the best coolest dunk, like all this stuff. That's just some of it's quantitative, some of it's qualitative, but it's just, it's competitive in that way. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting, but that's what I always kind of equate it back to. Yeah, I hear you. So the, the fun thing about the NBA All-Star Game is it obviously marks, you know, like the halfway point um, through the NBA season. So we're kind of giving you, we want to give you kind of a quick recap of, of where things are at and, and kind of some thoughts on what's going to happen for the rest of the season couple of things that I think are just good to highlight because you know that things are always different is just so everyone knows there's 72 games this season um the schedule is released in two segments which is really interesting so like segment one is you know pre pre all-star game segment two is after the all-star game so I thought that was kind of cool um each team will play two games against each interconference opponent so 30 games 30 total games per team. Like, it's just, they've kind of changed things up very slightly. They're not bubbling again this year. Um, So they are trying to, like, you know, kind of put some parameters around it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, we're halfway through. uh, And uh, at this point, you know, again, we try to keep this stuff kind of high level and 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 then dig in a little bit further but for for folks that don't know you know there's there's only two conferences in basketball we obviously talked about this during football season where there's you know there's multiple there's two there's the east there's the west there's 15 teams in each 30 teams total um and so ideally what we kind of want to do here is just break down you know where we're at thus far in the in the season well, I I would love to know because one of the things that admittedly uh, in the last couple weeks, because we have had time off, one of the things that admittedly I've been doing is just trying to figure out and being COVID friendly because I get my vaccine next Friday, which is very exciting. Um, nice. But I've been looking to see what basketball games, once I'm vaccinated and safe, what can I go see? So I would love to know from you, Michelle, what should I go see? Like, who's worth seeing on the, in the <sighs> East and West? Like, what is going on in the world I mean, of NBA? 
All right, so in the East, let me just run you down on the top five teams, right? So in the East, we've got the 76ers sitting at the top. Then we've got the Nets. Then we've got the Bucks. Then we've got the Celtics. Then we've got the Knicks. Okay. So what's... So there's your top five. What's really great for you, if you actually want to go check out some games, is two of those top five teams are based in New York, the Nets and the Knicks. Yes. Who knew I would be saying the Knicks in part of this conversation? Yeah, but and, we and, are. And Here Philly's we are. pretty close, too. And the Celtics, too. It's all, like, super close on the eastern seaboard. So I'm not going to Milwaukee. Sorry, Bucks. But everybody else is Sorry, pretty close. Bucks. I mean, so the Sixers are sitting at the top right now. Obviously, they've got Joel Joel Embiid. He is a beast. Uh, they've got Ben Simmons as well. So, you know, the team, those guys, we t- we talked about this last season. Like most of the most of the really really solid teams have at least two, if not three of those sort of what we, you know, those those franchise players, if you will, like we were talking about before. I think these guys have two really strong ones with Joel and Ben Simmons. And, you know, they, they're they obviously sitting in at, at the top of the, the conference. Um, it's clicking. It's working. Trust the process, um, baby. That's been the, yeah. from day one. Trust the process. Now, the other crazy thing is we, we talked about the Nets. We've talked about the Nets on this show before. Um, and I think since we've been um, off air, uh, there have definitely been some uh, at, some changes to the team over there. Uh, with Blake Griffin joining the team. So when you talk about something like, um, whatchamacallit, when you talk about having like a a franchise like crew, now you've got yeah. Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and they just added Blake Griffin. That's like really if dope. you're gonna go if you're gonna go see a basketball game, go see those guys play. Cause Does that's it, gonna be epic. Doesn't it feel like to you just uh I don't know. I have I have less to equate this to because I feel like I do bandwagon a lot more with basketball than I do with football because I know football. You're, you're I can, allowed. Yeah, I feel like I'm a bandwagoner for basketball for sure. But the Nets in the 90s and thousands, Jason Kidd, Kerry Kittles, all that whole rigmarole, feeling very similar to the Nets of Brooklyn right now. Blake Griffin, KD, Kyrie. I mean, I forgot about James Harden, but I didn't, but I, I did. It's like just not, it doesn't feel real. Like it's really dope. No, that team, that team is awesome to watch. Uh, you, you know, sitting in second, um, you know, they're, they're, they're basically like a half a game behind Philly. So it's, it's really, really close between the two of them. So I think that this, this pickup of Blake Griffin, you know, at the intermission of the season, if you will, is their play to be like, we want to finish this thing at the top. Like we're ready. Let's let's do this. You know what I mean? And they're the closest team to Philly to do it. When you look at you know Boston and the Knicks, you know they're five five and a half games back at this point. There's still half a season to play. Plenty of things could happen. But I think that was the Nets' way of saying we we made these you know acquisitions. We've got KD back. Now we're gonna go one more you know one more punch in there to you know try to close it out. And I think that Blake Griffin pickup is is huge. I mean. Personally, when you look at, I think when you look at Brooklyn's roster, and we just talked about Philly, I think they've got some great players. I don't think they have the same depth that Brooklyn has. I definitely don't think they have the same depth that Boston has. So even though the Celtics are five games back right now, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kemba mm-hmm. Walker, Marcus Smart, Tristan Thompson, aka Chloe's baby daddy. Um, <laughs> I just feel like they, you know, they have a little bit more depth, and you know, like so, it's going to be really interesting to see you know, kind of what, what happens in the East. Uh, like I said, Philly and Brooklyn are super close, you know, and then 
Boston and and the Knicks are, you know, sort of a little bit further back. But honestly, the fact that we're even talking about the Knicks is kind of crazy. Like, I look at this roster, and again, I'm not the number one basketball fan or follower here, but the Knicks are rebuilding and have been rebuilding. You know, the name that pops out is Derrick Rose, but you know what? Derrick Rhodes has has Derek Rose has had injury is, issues. He's a little bit older. These guys are really, really in a continuous kind of like rebuilding phase. So the fact that they're, you know, they're up there in the running in the top five, I I think feels pretty good for them through, you know, half the season. I agree. And um, I also uh, would, if we're speaking of the Kardashians too, we'll see. Like uh, Kim is now single on the market again. Blake is playing for the Nets. Like maybe there's a resurgence of that power couple. Who knows? Oh, stop. They weren't together. Who that was Kendall's. Knows? No, no, no. That was Kendall's boyfriend. Get it together. No, no, yes. no. Kim and, no. Kim? It was Kendall and Anna. Blake Griffin. Kim and Blake Griffin. Oh. Wait. <laughs> oh, Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys. Chris, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. Yeah, bye. Bye. No oh, one even, no oh, one even shame. speaks the name Chris oh, Humphreys sh- anymore. For shame, Kate. For shame. That's, oh, that's terrible. Chris terrible Humphreys. Uh. Yikes. Okay. All right. All I right. So every, everything that I just told you, if, if it's anything that's helpful, rattling off names, whatever, let's, let's play a game. Who wins who wins the East for the NBA? Oh god, let's play a game. <laughs> um This is just fun for you and I to do. I'm gonna say not the Knicks, because the Knicks never win. I'm gonna say not Aww. the Celtics because uh I don't want the Celtics to win. And it <laughs> hasn't been like a good New England year for the first time in forever. So not the Celtics. Fair. Not the Bucks. I mean, it's it's very much down to for me the Nets go with my heart and my home state, or the Sixers because that's I grew up bandwagoning the Sixers with Allen Iverson. So um, oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I don't think this is actually it. I want the Nets to win, but um, let's go Sixers. Let's go Sixers. You're gonna go Sixers. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, actually, you mentioned we didn't we didn't talk about the Bucks and and the Greek Freak, my my guy. He's he's a beast, but. They're they're in fourth right now. Again, half a season ago, plenty of time, you know, for things to change. I just feel like when I look at the rest of the roster, again, depth wise, he he's not surrounded by you know the other the other teammates that we're talking about on these other rosters. Which it doesn't mean that he's not amazing and great, but I mean, if you want to have like a championship team, I just feel like you need a little more support around you. So yeah. we love the we love the Greek freak and the Bucks are obviously crushing it, you know, in fourth. But I just I don't know if that has the legs. So. All of that to say, I'm going Brooklyn. Go Nets. There we go. Like, let's go. And and now, Kate, now I have more homework for you. You need to watch some some Sixers games. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. I I much prefer the Nets call, but for the sake of argument, I'm gonna go Sixers because I really did love the Sixers back in the day, like in the thousand. So this is for you, Alan Iverson. So I feel <laughs> I feel pretty comfortable with the East. I feel less comfortable when we move to the West. Um, and I know that we have, there are five teams who are cream of the crop right now. Um, you'll notice there's one glaring omission, but we'll get to that. Um, Utah Jazz, the Suns, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Trailblazers. There is no mention of the Warriors. 
but we can come back to that, I guess, at the end. What's going on, Steph Curry? Um, but I'm less familiar with these teams, Michelle. Uh, I've been tell look, me more? I've been learning it. I've been learning as we go, right? So, I mean, man, I haven't talked about the Utah. Who's talked about the Utah Utah Jazz since like Carl Malone and John Stockton? I uh, kind of love probably. it though. Like nobody's really talked about it. So, you know, I think they've got Rudy Gobert, who I have to say it. He's the guy that started the COVID outbreak in the NBA when he touched all the fucking mics last year. So, Rudy, you know, get it together. You're a big man. You're the center. You carry the team. You're in the All-Star game. But, like, bro, don't touch the mics like that. Don't do that. You dirty dog, Rudy. (laughs) You dirty dog. Don't do that. And uh, here's the thing. Again, learning as we go. We know Rudy. The other cool story that I learned last week watching the All-Star game was this dude, Mike Conley, who's a point guard, who has been in the league for, I think, something like 12 or 14 years. He's he's played multiple teams, winning teams, losing teams, whatever. He finally made the All-Star game for the first time this year. And so it was just like a cool – that's why I was cheering for him in the three-point contest because I was like, it's your time, bro. Like, get it. And so waiting for a decade. Exactly. So I I think this team, you know, is, again, these are not like huge superstar names like we're thrown out there with LeBron and the Greek freak and stuff like uh, there's there's a lot of new talent coming up. And, and right now, you know, the Jazz is far and ahead, like, you know, at the at the top of their um, at the top of their, uh, you know, division in, in the West. So, yeah, um, that's super exciting. Yeah, that is cool. I mean, I really just I don't I don't know anything about the Phoenix Suns except uh isn't is Kendall Jader, Kendall Jenner dating that one? Like I was going to say, so we went from we went from one from I'm sorry. one Kendall Jenner conversation to another. Uh shouts to Devin Booker who yes, is now yes, her, her yes, new yes, beau. Yes, thank you. They also have they also have Chris Paul over there who's been in, you know, he's a vet. He's incredible. Um, and so I think they'll they'll be you know a, a fun one to watch. Yes, the Lakers, you know, the Lakers. they're always in the mix there. Like, um, and so you know, it, the the thing that's really interesting here is you know I I like the way they sort of break it down. You know, the each of the fifteen or each of the yeah each of the fifteen teams. You know, East West. Obviously, there's like a bit of a further breakdown, Northeast Northwest, whatever. But we're kind of breaking it down for you in like the you know. All of the East, all of the West, where do people stack up? How's everybody ranking? Um, because that inevitably affects, you know, playoffs uh, at the at the end of the day here. So um, the Trailblazers, like, again, it's so fun for me to kind of get back into basketball. fucking Trailblazers. Did you ever play, like, bitty basketball as a child and have, like, when you were just a kid and you would play, like, intramural, intramural sports and you would wear the jersey of actual teams, I was always the Trailblazers. So I am thrilled to see the fucking Trailblazers on here. They were never good. I was always, like, so embarrassed to be a Trailblazer in, like, baby basketball. But... Oh, man. They had, back in the day, Clyde the, Gro- Clyde the Glide Drexler. But um, <laughs> yeah. cool. Fun fun fact for those that either watched or didn't watch, uh, Anthony Simmons, who is on the Blazers, won the slam dunk contest. Homeboy is not tall. He can jump. It's so he's wild. like Nate Robinson. He's like the yeah. Nate Robinson of the moment. Cool. It was, I want to like see how tall he actually is. Okay, so he's 6'3", six, six, which seems tall to me because I'm like five foot nothing. <laughs> However, 6'3 in the NBA is not that big compared to the rest of those guys. No. And he got 
up there. He had, did you see it? You got to watch this highlight. He like kissed, he quote unquote kissed the rim. That was like his thing. Like he got up as high as the rim and dunked it. It was pretty incredible. <gasps> uh, you know what? Okay. So I don't know if we're going to choose teams or whatever, but I just got to say before we get out of this topic, the NBA is pretty cool. You have to be so athletic to be a basketball player. Like, it just escapes me until you actually see them do this stuff and kiss the rim. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So. Crazy. Anyway, recognizing game. Um, But with that said, let's keep up the tradition. In the West, we picked our East teams. I got 76ers. You've got the Nets. In the West, which way are you going? Oh, man. You know, like, you mentioned this at the top. And we're not talking about the uh, the Warriors, which seems kind of crazy, but you know they're down in like they're down in like tenth in, in, in across the uh, across the West, which just seems wild when you think about that team. That said, what I know about I don't know. No, you know I'm not. I'm, See, this is like, I'm thinking out loud here. <laughs> I hear I you spiraling. Say, You're spiraling. Because <laughs> I was like going to be like, no, they're going to make a comeback. It's Steph Curry, blah, blah, blah. But like, it's only Steph Curry. Like, the Warriors' great days are behind yeah. them at yeah. this point. And so I was going to like make some grand thing of like, they're intense, but then they're going to come all the way back. No, they're probably not going to. I kind of I kind of like the Suns. You like, I like the Suns? I really, I really like Chris Paul. I think he's a vet. I think he's a class guy. I think he's going to help some of these younger, you know, guys on the team sort of hold it together and and you know maintain a really strong position in in the West. Yeah. Well, the siren outside of my apartment tends to agree with or disagree with you. Apparently, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that or not. Okay, Suns, interesting. Um, hmm. Hmm. I also can't pick the Lakers because I don't like LeBron. So, like, that's that's just yeah. a non-starter for me. I, I don't think I can. I, I don't. I don't want to pick the Lakers because that's not who I want to see win. I also, I just, I mean, no, no offense to Utah, but I just watched like Murder by the Mormons last night, a like Netflix documentary. So I can't go with the Jazz, so they're out. So that this process of elimination, yeah, it's totally based in fact and not totally heart driven. Absolute (laughs) fact. Clippers are Trailblazers. Let's be real. I'm going fucking trailblazers let's go <laughs> portland you seem great oh, i love it i love it let's you seem go great you seem I great couldn't name a single player on the trailblazers but clyde the glide no, i just told you anferny simmons that's your boy now he won the nba anferny anferny anfer anferny like Pen- remember let's Penny go. Hardaway? let's go i love it anferny all right i'm a trailblazer through and through so you are a trailblazer kate you never you. forget that you are truly a trailblazer well hopefully this was at least like a semi-helpful rundown of what's happening in the nba uh everybody pick a team watch along it's so fun to watch these guys play um they're not bubbling that you know these guys the nba like See really, a game. speaking of tra- speaking of trailblazers the nba like really did things right a year ago you know, from now with what they did for Black Lives Matter, what they did during COVID and keeping everybody safe. You know, this 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 organization has really done an incredible job through what's arguably been a very, you know, challenging you know, year and a half at this point. And so props to the NBA, props to all these guys for keeping it entertaining and, and playing their their hearts out. And yeah, let's everybody get in there, watch a little bit more NBA and see and see who you pick. And listen, we will be also following along. So like Michelle said, there's we're halfway through the season. There's 
however many games left, um, not as many, you know, uh, there's, there's a limited amount left. So now's the time to watch. And if you want to talk about it, you can find us, your Draft Queens, anywhere you listen to podcasts. So subscribe. We'll be talking about this week over week, every two weeks these days. And uh, on our social channels for the time in between when we're not on the mic, uh, hit us on our Instagram at the Draft Queens or on Twitter at the underscore Draft Queens. We're also on Facebook and maybe we'll be on TikTok soon, but I don't really oh, know gosh. how those things work yet. Maybe YouTube. I don't know. It's about to be a really, really big off season for sports, for football, but it's going to be a really great on season for the Draft Queens, Michelle, I think. So, hey, that's where we're at. I'm with you. Follow us along. We're going to have a fun season three. And uh, next uh, next episode in two weeks, we'll be back to talk about uh, March Madness. Let's go basketball. Slam dunk episode. <laughs>